Support for I Am Salt Lake comes from KRCL 90.9, amplifying community voices since 1979. This listener-supported music discovery station covers everything from reggae and punk rock to local grassroots activism. Listen today at 90.9 FM or online at krcl.org. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Market Source Real Estate and Libsyn. We're going to be telling you more about them later in this episode. And I want to personally give you a big welcome to episode 413 of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. My name's Chris Hollifield. And my name's Chrissy Hollifield. And I know that we need to talk about the elephant in the room here, Chrissy, <laughs> that there wasn't an episode last week. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Let me let me talk about this yeah, a little bit yeah, here, yeah. Chrissy. So the funny thing is, I woke up that morning, Sunday morning. I usually do a little bit more of a recording for the podcast. We usually go and record this introduction and a little outro. I lost my voice. It sounded like you were going through puberty again. You no, know, I, Well, I couldn't even talk. And so yeah. I'm like, hey, I can't talk on the podcast. I'm not going to make sense. Listeners won't even be able to understand me. And then I figured, you know what? It's Christmas week. Mm-hmm. So let's just not do the podcast. So I'm sorry for those of you uh, that went to, you know, your RSS feed, your podcast players, and there wasn't a new episode fo- out for you. Uh, hopefully you'll find it in your heart to forgive us. But we promise it's better this way because Chris sounds really nice right now. Yeah, we're back and we're we're better than ever. This is the last episode of 2019. So, so this is a good one, you guys. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you're asking yourself, what is this podcast all about? I'm going to tell you what it's about. This podcast is all about showcasing awesome people right here in Salt Lake City. Chrissy and I, we're talking to business owners, comedians, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries, food truck owners. I think you get the idea. We're talking to anyone that might have a cool story to share. Who's joining us on the podcast episode today, Chrissy? On this episode of the podcast, we're joined by Tyler Green, one of the co-founders of Cash. Cash is a local Salt Lake City company that has developed the most amazing product for tailgating called the Basecamp System, and we'll be getting into that in this conversation. We also get to find out what inspired them to start the company, obstacles they had to overcome, and what it's like being an entrepreneur and working with family. This is a really fun conversation. So stoked to get Tyler on the podcast, especially, like I said, this is the last episode of 2019. It's a really good one, you guys. I think you're going to like it, so let's get into it. Enjoy. If you've listened to the show, you know, I like to even just start at the beginning. Like, where did you grow up? Where's home for you, man? So I was born um, in a small town called Bishop, California, up in the Sierras. Most people from L.A. know about it because they would have to go through it on their way up to Mammoth Mountain to go skiing. Yeah. So I was born there, well, 1990, and our family at the time had a car dealership. And about, actually about six weeks before I was born, the car dealership burnt down. No kidding. So my dad, who at the time had two kids older than me, my two older brothers, Aaron and Joey, uh, they had me and then I was born. And I, I would assume that the idea had to have been car dealership. It was his dad's take it over green motors. And then the car dealership abruptly burnt down. So I don't think that that was in the plan. So then from there, we bounced around a little bit. Uh, we moved up to Spokane, Washington. My dad was in the mining industry. Your family did. My family yeah. did, yeah. So uh, so my parents were married at the time. Uh, so I was, I mean, I don't even know how old I was, maybe six months to a year. Moved up to Spokane, Washington. My dad 
had done a number of different things his entire life. But at that time, uh, he was really starting to getting into mining. And so he was in the mining industry. Uh, what was got, he, what was he mining? So he was actually, he wasn't doing any of the mining. He was on the sales side. Okay. Um, so, uh, so my dad actually passed away not too long ago, but the best thing that I think, and I would recommend this to anyone, sit down with your dad, your mom. And if you don't know the story, ask him what the story is, because I didn't know that my dad was going to pass away. Not long after I asked him, cause you have an idea growing up of, this is where I'm from and this is how it happened. But I literally, uh, it was my wife and I, I vividly remember this. We're sitting in our tiny little apartment in Chicago. And I just looked at my dad and I said, you know, I think I know the story, but tell me why we went from here, why we went there and how we bounced around and how we ended up here. So anyway, so we're in California, car dealership burns down. We moved to Spokane, Washington because my dad had been in the Air Force years prior, and he had been in civil engineering, something like that, and never really understood his position, but he knew a little bit about mining. He was a very good salesman from being in the car uh, dealership world. Um, so he moved up there, and so his job was to sell large equipment. He would later go on to, my understanding, um, sell areas of work, you know, and so, you know, being up in Spokane, I can't remember the name of the company, but naturally opportunities came up and a lot of them were down in Utah. Um, and again, I know this because I just asked him, you know, how step by step, you know, why did we go here? Why did we go there? Um, and then we ended up moving to Utah. I do know this in 1992, um, where my dad got a job working for a company who's no longer in business, but they're, they were based out in kind of the industrial parkway area, which is actually really cool because it's where our warehouse is for my brother and I's company cash now. Um, but we moved down here and, uh, and yeah, so it was 1992 and we, my, my parents bought this little really cool house in Sandy, Utah when at the time, you know, I grew up really in Sandy, uh, and I always like to say East Sandy, you know, people are big on the East and the West, like we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but it, uh, it was, uh, an amazing place. And at the time it was cool because, you know, you'd go further South and I don't know, 127th, 130th, there was nothing. Yeah. So I grew up in a time, I, you know, I, I grew up in a time of, of Utah when, you know, Suncrest wasn't a thing. South Mountain was an area that we would literally take. I, some of my earliest memories were going up there with our family and, uh, and we would just, you know, take the truck four wheeling and we'd shoot guns and then, you know, and then you go home and, you know, living in a place like that, it was amazing because you had amazing access to little cottonwood, really big skier, biking, fishing. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how, cool. how I grew up yeah. in that. So let's, I mean, I want to jump right into cash, right? Which is spelled, it's not the traditional cash. It's, it, let's see. It's like Cash Valley. Like Cash Valley. Is that kind of the name, the, the reason behind the name Cash Valley? Yeah. So that's, uh, well, it's my brother and I. So yeah. my little brother, well, I say little brother, but. Uh, younger brother. He's probably younger, <laughs> younger brother. He's, I, I feel you. well, I'll admit it here. He might be a little bit taller um, but we are actually less than two years apart. I was born on March 10th. He was born on March 5th. Wow. So if you were to sit us down and he was sitting next to me and, and we would both probably answer this differently. So people ask me about cash. I say, yeah, we named it cash because honestly, you know, I grew up skiing snowboard from, I mean, God, I don't even know, probably three years old. It was the first time that I skied off the top of the tram. Wow. And I just vividly remember uh, there's a, a tram operator. His name is 
Duckworth. He's been there for as long as I can remember, you know. And have you guys ever ridden the tram before? I know. Well, I don't ski. Okay. Well, I, I, I also well you need to get together how because you live in Salt Lake City. How embarrassing yeah, is that? It's pretty that, embarrassing. That, that, that I don't ski. Or, Look, okay. We've <laughs> watched people ski, so oh, it's that's basically nice. the same. Sure. Basically. <laughs> and, anyway. Anyway, so so as you ride the tram up, you know, you're going up, everyone's ooing and aahing, you're talking, and then as soon as you're about to get up to the peak, they hush everyone down because they have to do announcements. Sure. And I just remember this guy, Duckworth, my entire life growing up, and he would go, shh, and then it would get really quiet. And all of a sudden, they would go, welcome to Snowbird, Wasatch Cash National Forest. So my entire life, I like have this imprinted in my mind. So when we went to start the company, we were talking about ideas and, you know, names of the company and things. And the first thing that always came to my mind was Wasatch Cache National Forest. And you can't name it, you know, you just can't do that. So the name Cache came to mind. So when I, when, if you were to ask me, like you're asking me, why did you name it? I always say Cache because Wasatch Cache National Forest, Cache Valley, everything that goes into Utah. My brother, younger, little, whatever you want to call him, Dylan, um, would answer it um, because he has uh, a pretty strong interest along with me for maybe we'll get into this, but um, you know, uh, Native American culture, a cache is somewhere that you store something because it's a safe place. Um, Native Americans would put items in there that they, you know, that they treasured, that they wanted. It's a safe storing place, which our company is built upon our invention, our patented product, the base camp system, which is a tailgate pad that has a locking carabiner in it. So the idea of a, maybe he's onto something because a cache is a safe place and our base camp system patented cashtailgate.com, you can buy it and, uh, and it does have a locking carabiner on it. So it does kind of have a two part uh, meaning to it, which I actually think is kind of cool, you know, cause although we are so similar, brother and I are a bit different in our foundational beliefs, but having been born and raised in Utah, um, that's, that is how we developed the name. So it is a two part answer. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners, right? They have no idea even what cash is. Sure. I know this is going to be a really generic answer, but like, let's just kind of skim Break through the down. products, right? Okay. So you, you have these tailgate items, right? Like, yes. I mean, I guess that would go into like why you even started it. I know we kind of talked about the name, but we didn't get into like why you even started it. Right? The idea or the about. idea, I guess. You want the idea? Well, because th- that probably has something to do with the products. The right? concept. Yeah, absolutely. So it is a really cool story. Well, I don't want to go all the way back to childhood, but we grew up in Sandy. We would ski anywhere from, I don't know, 50 to 100 days a year. My dad's rule growing up because he was in the mining industry and, you know, he's a traveling sales guy, worked from home. He had a bit of flexibility, which was nice for us because the rule was if it snowed, maybe it was six inches, it was probably 12 inches. Um, but if it snowed a lot, the rule was we're going to take you out of school and we're going to go skiing. Heck yeah, man. (laughs) So, so I grew up. Uh, you know, and it's funny because my my wife is uh, so intelligent and very, I wouldn't call her a, a science person, but she grew up in a family, you know, of math. And, and, and I miss so much school that I don't think I can do fractions. Because you were skiing. Because I was skiing, which I don't think is maybe a bad thing. But um, growing up in Sandy, we skied a lot. We went backpacking a lot. You know, we, we were just introduced to so many different things. Um, I always tell people about my dad. I'm like, you know, if you went in, into our garage, you could just see his personality because he was a guy that was into this and he was into that. And then my mom, who's just an unbelievable person, she would, I think, would probably support all these things. But, you know, growing up in Sandy, we just had access, you know. So from our driveway 
to snowbird skiers or where we just grew up skiing our whole lives, it was, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes back then. Oh, that's nice. Which is not even, I mean, that's, you know, maybe now people talk about the traffic. It's really not that what, bad. What, what is it, an hour and a half now? Because <laughs> <laughs> of traffic. Maybe Five getting hours. down it, if, uh, if you don't play it right. But uh, the question was, how did this become? Oh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did the whole idea, like, were, were you and your brother and your dad okay. sitting oh, around? Oh, yeah, yeah, what? yeah. What's... yeah. So, so the story really started. So I was, um, so this was 2014. Yeah, okay. 2014. Me and my wife flew in where we were living in Chicago at the time. Uh, I was working for Oakley. I was a field marketing rep. Uh, my brother was ending college, starting to get into the professional field, and he went up to Oregon for an interview. So my wife and I fly into Bishop, California, where we fly into LA and then we drive up. It's my dad, my stepmom, me, my brother. He goes up to interview up in Oregon. And he interviews with Yeti, like the cooler company. And then he drives down to Bishop. And I hadn't seen my brother in probably like a year and a half. And he gets there right after this interview. We're hanging out. We're drinking beers. It's me, him, and my dad. I haven't seen him in a long time. And I'm like, hey, man, like, how did the interview go? And he tells me, you know, like, it went really well. You know, maybe it's not for me. The position's okay. But we're literally sitting on the back of the truck and he just starts telling me about the company and how they got started and how it's two brothers and, you know, the stuff. And at the time, like maybe they had been, been in business like a little over 10 years, which is nothing in the world of product because right. it takes a long time to get a following. But at that time, they were already up to something like over $2 billion in sales, which is unbelievable. So my brother's just telling me this thing about these two brothers and they started it. And I'm like, oh, like I've kind of heard the story, but, you know, he just starts we kind of start talking about the idea of like, well, if they could do it, then why couldn't we do it? And I'm like, I don't even know what we would do. And my brother had been working in bike shops for a long time when he was in college. And, you know, he's, he's much more mechanical and engineer minded than me, but he's very good at marketing and, and has a great design aspect. And I'd been working in the marketing and sales field for a company like Oakley, where I'm like, you know, I, it was a great company to work for because like it showed me, company that was had great marketing, had amazing products. So anyway, so we're sitting in the back of the tailgate, me, my brother, my dad, my brother's fresh off this thing. We're sitting there like, why the hell not us? Well, my dad at that time was a professional pilot um, up until the day he died, he was. And um, we're just sitting there. My dad's kind of poking and prodding at us like, hey, like they could do it. Why couldn't you guys? Sure. And my brother. He's jabbing you. He's kind of jabbing <laughs> us, you know, but in a, you know, in a loving way, I, right, I, I would right. think, because, you know, we're, we're just sitting there and, and my brother starts telling me this idea about, you know, I, I worked in bike shops, I worked in Bingham Cyclery, you know, people would always come in, you know, and basically all the pads that they were selling and really are still selling, um, you know, are basically the same. And, and the big, probably the biggest thing is he goes, people would walk in and they would be like, hey, I have to buy another one because it just got stolen. So my brother had been telling me about, you know, this idea that he had for a lock that would go on the back of the tailgate pad and so that people couldn't steal it. And my dad was like, well, maybe there's more to it than that. Maybe as we're literally sitting on the back of the tailgate, we're sitting there, my dad, you know, and it'd be funny to hear my brother's version of the story. But what I recollect is my dad being like, well, why couldn't you create more on this? And he had quite a bit of experience uh, flying as a military contract pilot. And he starts talking about molly webbing, which is really big. You know, it's it's on backpacks. You know, you see it. People are always putting hooks on it and stuff. And he goes, what if like you could create like an accessory platform where people could put things on it? And so we just started kicking around the idea and like, well, what are you doing in the back of a tailgate? And you're sitting there 
And what are you typically doing? And, you know, maybe in Utah, you're drinking Diet Coke. I don't know. You know, plenty of people <laughs> drink beer here in Utah, too. Um, but everyone is going to be sitting on the back of the tailgate pad. Why not have a chair and a cooler on there? Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic. Yeah. And so it really just sparked this idea of like, well, why not? Has nobody created this before? No chair and cooler for the back of a truck? Well, at the time, no. And and we didn't know. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, like I said, like I am more marketing and sales. My brother's engineering, but I'm certainly no inventor. I don't, yeah. I don't think anyone, no one is until they at least try it. I think, Dylan, had had a conversation with this guy and a previous guest of your guys is Jason Klug, which ah, yes. he's unbelievable. Great he, guy. He is amazing. He really is. That's and how we connected, man. That is That's, exactly did how he, we connected. Now, now, how did we, did he introduce us or did you send me a message? I, I can't remember. I it doesn't think, matter, I guess. Well, Jason sent me your podcast and, I'd, and I've been listening to podcasts for a long time um, and I had ran across yours. Admittedly, I hadn't listened to an episode, but I drive a lot for my Real job, and I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, but I drive a lot. I'm I'm a dental sales rep in in the in the real world, if you would. Um, but I um I had heard Jason, and he told me about this, and he told me about yeah. how he talked about our company, and I was like, well, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. that's right, that's right. That's exactly yeah. where where we want to be. So then I shot you a message, and I was very thankful um, that uh, that you invited us on here. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I was just curious. I forgot how. Yeah, I talked yeah. to so many people. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, I love seeing the connections and how like the the people inventing things and right. coming together in Utah right. and creating this. It's so cool that you connected with us. So you connect with Jason. Jason so I, reached out. So to you. so Jason reached out to me. And, uh, and he just said, Hey, listen to this, yeah. you know, this podcast. And so he started talking to me about it, but anyway, so Jason and I's, oh, 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 I was trying to figure out the story. Cause you were saying your brother talked to him. Oh, remember uh, you were, oh, yeah. oh so, so at the time, cause did he design your products through Klugonics then? So my dad, my brother and I, we have this sit down, we have this brainstorm and also my wife and my stepmom were sitting in the family cabin after we're sitting in the back of the tailgate pad Long story short, we ended up basically staying up all night, having beers, having a lot of fun, brainstorming. Let's talk about a, a name. Let's start brainstorming all this. And I wish I could find this piece of paper because it was mainly about the name, but also about the concept. And so that we left there and I'm like, okay, now what? Yeah. You but know? you're excited, right? But I'm excited. Yeah. Because yeah. we're like this, I would want this. And, uh, and J- uh, Dylan goes, I know this guy, Jason Klug. I'd met him through, I can't even remember where, maybe working with a local brand here. And I vividly remember looking on Jason's website and his tagline is, bring me your cocktail napkin design and we will help you turn it into a real invention. And so I remember being like, wow, okay, like that sounds easy because that's literally what we have. We, I don't even know if we'd written a design down, but we had a concept in mind. And so that's what Jason and his team does. And at the time, maybe Jason and like him and himself, uh, he's come a long way and it's been really cool to see his success. Um, but we went to Jason, we explained what it was. And then from there, the reality set in of, okay, you can do that. This is what it's going to cost. And I don't know about you guys, but at 24 years old, newly married, I didn't have much to offer right. financially, but and nor did my brother Dylan, but we knew that we had a good idea and we knew that we could get it going. I don't remember what the dollar amount was. I don't think it really matters. But the amount that I took out of my savings, I knew that it was like... You're like, please work. I know that. Like I looked at my wife and I was... And thank God that she was there because she saw the excitement. She saw the thrill. She saw this developing in front of her. And of course, she's like, yeah, of course. Like, no brainer. Go for it. It was $5,000. That's what it was. And that was massive to us. 
Well, so it's we, massive to anybody. It should be. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. I guess it's all relative, <laughs> but I'm like, hell yeah. And so after Dylan and I both invested ourselves, that amount of money in the design world doesn't actually go very far. And I think that Jason at the time was definitely giving us a deal, but it went as far as we possibly could. And so that was, I don't even know the date. Maybe it was May, June, we started talking with Jason. July, we get designs going. And so basically what Jason's team does is they, they take your concept, they take your idea, and then they turn it into an actual you know design that can be then given to a factory because it takes a lot of time. You know, you yeah. think it's just, oh, do a design. You know, people come up to me, like, why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? It's like, mm-hmm. well, for anyone that's never done it, you actually don't know how difficult it is. Did you do like multiple prototypes? Um, so there were multiple prototypes. There were multiple designs. And so we have all this rhythm. We're starting to get going. We're going, we're going. This is like July. We're getting into August, September. And then come along not long after that. Uh, my dad, who had really kind of been the catalyst, not financially, but I just think emotionally and like encouraging us, died in an airplane crash. And he was flying the airplane and it was him and another guy. He was a professional pilot and, you know, I'm happy to share it. I, uh, I can remember that day vividly because it was not long after the election. Which, which election? The uh, Trump or the Obama? Trump? Yeah. So okay. 20, so, oh, yeah, sorry. You said 2014. So, oh, oh, uh, oh yeah. Year? Yeah. So this mm-hmm. was, uh, yeah. So, so maybe I'm getting my dates off here. But, no, it doesn't, it doesn't, man. I'm not going to hold you to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I take that back. So we started all of this in 2015. Okay. And then 2016 rolls along and maybe, yeah, it took a lot longer than what I thought, but the election happened. The election actually happened in January, right? Because it's 2017. Mm-hmm. And I, I watch enough, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I don't, like, I do care. I'm into it as much as I possibly can be, but I don't watch the news on purpose because. Dude, it's negative, man. It's just so negative. But the weird thing is that that day I decided to turn on the TV. So this is the series of the events of my day that my dad died to my recollection. I wake up, I'm having a great day. I'm at work. I call my dad. Hey man, what are you doing? Like him and I talked all the time. We were really close. And he was like, "Hey, I'm I'm just I'm just getting ready for this flight. I'm flying down to Mexico. Cool, right on. Awesome, cool, awesome. Yeah, I'll call you when I land. Right on, cool. Click. Oh wow. Maybe thirty minutes went by, and I turn on the news just to be like, hey, I wonder what is going on in the election. You know, uh, it, it was the day that Trump is being elected, and he's talking, and they're the crowd in Washington. And I'm watching. I remember watching CNN and Wolf Blitzer is his talk. And again, I don't watch. I'm not relate. I don't care. CNN, Fox, it doesn't matter. But I was watching CNN. Wolf Blitzer's talking, and all of a sudden he goes, "Breaking news: airplane crash, Tucson, Arizona." Wow. And I didn't know where my dad was, so I didn't think about it. Sure. Yeah. So I just said, "Okay, well, right on, on with my day." And then, like, I remember like turning it off not long after that, and just going on. And I was living in Chicago at the time, and I was taking golf lessons in this really super sick downtown. You can imagine January in Chicago, this indoor facility. I remember I was having like this awesome game on the simulator. And then I start getting a phone call from my stepmom, and she's calling me, she's calling me, she's calling me. And I'm like looking down, I'm like, what the hell? Like, what is going on? And then she says, your dad was in an accident. And I remember I said, where was he? And, he, and she says, Tucson. And oh, Wolf man. Blitzer just comes banging into my mind. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. That was my dad. And I remember asking her, are you sure? And she says, yes, he was in an accident. And I said, is he okay? 
And to the best of my recollection, he was in an accident. And then I said, is he okay? They're not telling me he was in an accident, but I just knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So then, I don't know how much you guys want to hear about no, that. No, no, man. This is, I I know your dad played a big part major in this role. whole company, major role. man. That's why um, this is important to major know. Major role, because, uh, you know, like I said, financially at the time, I, I remember him telling me, hey, you know, like you want to get in. Like we were starting to, you know, get investors, families and friends, which we were able to raise some amazing capital. And I'm beyond thankful for the people that did. But, you know, he he was the emotional encouragement to keep going, keep going, keep going. You know, even though we didn't know much about developing products, he knew that we could do it. And then when that happened, as you can imagine, your life just comes screeching to a halt because I, I've talked to a lot of people, you know, and it's it's amazing because I remember someone shared this with me the first time that I called them about, you know, my dad's accident. And he said, this might sound weird. And he said, but think about this. <laughs> I said, okay. And he said, for the rest of your life, you're going to be able to help people who are in a similar situation. And it's weird enough that I, you know, maybe I've met one or other, one or two other people that, you know, their significant other, someone that they love died in an airplane crash. But I have been able to reach out to people who've been going through this. And it doesn't matter if it's, you know, my brother, my sister, my mom, my best friend died from cancer and it was slow coming or it was sudden. It's the worst thing to ever happen. Yeah. So as you can imagine, my life came to a screeching halt and it was pretty, pretty gnarly for about 10 days. And I remember it kind of stopped when, um, uh, (laughs) and it's funny to even think back on, but you know, my, my poor wife, she was just so supportive to the entire thing. I remember we were in Chicago. We left a bar, of course, I'm just drinking too much. And I got to jump on this log and I'm like, I can break logs. I'm from Utah. I go on and like, just break my ankle. Uh, so after that, I'm like, all right, I need to get my life together. But um, it wasn't, I mean, God, maybe four to five months that like we even talked about cash and the idea of continuing that. So that came to a screeching halt and also reaching back out or bringing back up Jason again. Mm-hmm. I remember he reached back out and he sent an email and he said, are you guys ready to keep going? And I just remember thinking, yes, like, let's keep going. And and it was so hard to like even grasp the idea of like trying to get back into it, but it was the best thing. And that's where it kind of took a different turn of like, let's kind of do this to like honor our dad. And so that's where, um, you know, we came up with the name. I, and I remember that I came up with the name, the Jeffrey cooler, Yeah. Um, you know, because it is a cooler that can go everywhere and do everything just like our dad. All right. It's that time of the podcast where we're going to take just a couple of minutes and tell you about one of our awesome sponsors. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Market Source Real Estate. Hey, if you love the charm and you love the character of old homes, you need to contact our friends at Market Source Real Estate. They actually helped us find the home that we're recording this podcast in right now, this very home. How cool is that? And for the past 18 years, they have been specializing in helping people buy and sell homes in Sugar House and the greater Salt Lake area. They have a background of flipping houses and they've owned almost two dozen homes themselves. So they know all the ins and outs of older homes. And if you're looking to sell your home, Market Source Real Estate specializes in helping sellers update or repair their homes to increase their value and help make you more money. 
I know there's a lot of listeners out there that are looking to move to Salt Lake. This is where you need to write this information down. Contact Market Source Real Estate. If you're looking to buy an old home, they know what to look for an older home so you don't end up buying a money pit, you guys. Find their info right online, really easy. Type in thinksaltlakecity.com in your web browser or just give them a call 801-810-6773. Go hit them up. Go talk to them. They're going to they're gonna help you out and find a really cool home for you. And many thanks to Market Source Real Estate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. So one of my big questions that I wanted to ask you, you hear all the time, don't get into business with family. Don't start a business with family. I mean, you obviously broke the rule. Sure. Were you nervous? I mean, or did you never hear that piece of advice? Oh, yeah. No, I um, I heard it. I'm sure you did. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Um, I heard that. I heard, you know, people... I've been thankful to know people that have businesses, whether it's um, attorneys that have their own businesses, you know, watching people, you know, start their own businesses. And that was brought up to me a lot. Yeah. But there's no one else that I I never even thought, man, you know, like I knew what Dylan's strengths were and I knew what mine were. And it just was so natural to have someone that is genuinely, I mean, people talk about my best friend, my best friend. Let me just lay it out. My wife, duh, she's my best friend. But outside of that, it's absolutely my little brother, Dylan. Uh, we're less than two years apart. I did everything with him growing up. If he did this, I did that. If I did this, he did that. It was like, it was never even a discussion because it was just assumed that we were going to do it together. And you have like complementary skill sets. Complementary skill sets. So yeah. from a business standpoint, I just remember thinking, well, I don't know how to design a website. I don't know how to do e-commerce from like the digital coding aspect. Is Dylan perfect at that? No. Yeah. But I also had the skill set of a uh, of a field marketing, a presenting. Uh, a lot of my professional career, air quoting again, has been getting in front of people and describing products, describing benefits, describing all these things, and you know, an overall sales kind of role. So I just thought, well, duh! Like, if you're going to start a business, then why not do it with someone that is better than you in different areas and that you have strengths to bring in, and. It's been amazing because I meet people that start businesses by themselves. And, you know, you told me like you started this podcast by yourself yeah. and I'm sure that you've been hopefully thanking God that she came along because there's so much that goes into it. You yeah. Know? Th- there's a lot. There's man. a lot that it's goes into it. So she relieves yeah. a little bit of the pressure. Absolutely. So when it's Dylan and I, him and I are absolutely 50 to 50. We do have some, you know, um, some investment partners, for, but from a business standpoint, him and I are absolutely 50, 50. Of course, there are things that him and I disagree on. Of course, there are funny instances where I'm like, I would have not thought about it like that. You know, like, why are you being such, you know, an asshole right now? But the nice <laughs> thing about being a brother, and I'm sure you'd say the exact same thing about me, is that you can just get through it so quickly. You know, do you guys ever box it out, man? Like, punch uh, it, I think punch like, it out. Uh, I don't, God, I don't remember the last time Dylan and I got, maybe when we were like drinking a lot, maybe we got like a funny fight. <laughs> But it seems like it's so much easier to work through it with a sibling because you've spent your whole life sure. having issues with your sibling and resolving it and being forced to be together. Whereas if it's like a stranger or a friend you met as an adult, right. you'd have to like start learning how to resolve issues together. But it goes back to what you were saying with how Chrissy joined the podcast three years into doing it or sure. something like that. Mm-hmm. I was scared to death, man, to even ask her because... I was like, this could either be the worst or sure. or it could be the best. Sure. And it was. But sure. I mean, we weren't even married yet for starters. So, I mean, that's a different wow. story. But okay. at the same time, 
you don't know. I mean, you're taking a risk, I guess, either way. Whether the business is going to work, you're going to lose your money, I guess, or, or right. a brother. Right. I mean, you could, <laughs> uh, man. Like when there's, you could, when there's, I guess. You know, ton, yeah, you know, no, that's money, true. I don't Some, know. Yeah. Tens of thousands, Sometimes. hundreds of thousands, whatever. How much money? I mean, people get weird, man. People get weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's. I think that probably the best thing that Dylan and I have going for ourselves, besides the fact that we are, we both have strong professional strengths in different areas. Yeah. But the, and I tell people this all the time, the best thing that we have going for us is that we are brothers. So the issues that come up, we resolve them. I wouldn't like, I don't want to assume that I know what he's thinking, but I would like to assume that I know what he's thinking because we've, I've known him my entire life. We've been together. I respect him as a person. I try to not look at him as I say, little brother, I should just say he's my brother, but I try not to look down on him like that and give him the respect that he deserves. And I feel the same way that that he does it to me. So are there things that we've battled across and ideas about what we want it to be? Absolutely. But the cool thing is that him and I can just like look at each other and be like, well, you know that you know that my idea is better. You know, <laughs> like we don't have to bullshit. And, and you know, and whether yeah. it's me or him, um, you know, and and just support one another as we go through that. Again, there are times that it's difficult because you're trying to respect the other person. But, you know, if it's my, if it was a friend, God, I'd never want to start a business with a friend because there's so much that goes into it financially and everything else. But I don't think about, not my money, our money, my wife and I's money that we've invested because I'm like, absolutely, we're going to do this. Like my, my mindset is just so positive. So I try to keep it positive with Dylan. I try to just think we're going to do this. It's going to be great. We're going to create something. We're going to learn. And at the same time, recognize that we don't know everything. Yeah. And try to reach out to people that have done this and that have success. Um, and I am thankful for people like Jason and the, and the list could go on. But, you know, I don't know anything about design and prototyping and creating a cat or anything like that. Jason and his team do. So why not go to them? Yeah. Why not respect them? And at the same time, still keep, you know, your your business integrity, if you would, that, you know, what you have thinking, you know, ask questions. Yeah. So... I love my brother. He's my best friend outside, of course, my wife. But it's been a lot of fun. And him and I have a lot of fun together. Are we and supposed to say that our wife's our best friend? I think that you I'm I, th- I think s- that you're absolutely yeah, someone's supposed in to. trouble. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you kept saying, I'm like, well, is this just because <laughs> yeah. he's going like, to listen? He's like, hey, hey, stop making me look bad. <laughs> but like in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm it's kidding. just, you know, I'm, I'm like, duh, of course she yeah. is. But I'm like, I'm kidding. Is yeah. she pretty, is she involved at all? Is she supportive? Oh my God. Yeah. So she, uh, so my wife is the most, I tell her all the time, like your strengths and your ability to focus. I'm like, people take drugs to focus like you do because my, (laughs) good for her. (laughs) Because, uh, so her name is Carolyn. Uh, her and I, it's, it is a great story. We met 16 years old at a summer camp. Uh, yada, yada, yada. We didn't talk for years. We reconnected. I went back to, well, we met North Carolina because I'd gone to high school there came back to Utah to start college. I went back to North Carolina. I was at a much different place. Um, so her and I reconnected over the years. Yeah, she's absolutely supportive. She she blows my mind that like if it were me and I was watching it from the outside, I'd like want to get in and I want to get in and like be here's my two ten, here's my two cents. She's always explained it to me that she goes, "It's your company. Obviously, I'm part of it, but it's your guys's company." So she's never you know, if I'm on the speakerphone with Dylan, like him and I, especially depending on what's going on, I mean, God, we're talking all the time. Like about if you're business. brainstorming, we're and brainstorming. She overhears, you. she overhears me. Yeah. She's not going to hop in and be like, well, why don't you guys think like this? And why don't you guys think like that? 
That's impressive because I totally do that to Chris. <laughs> all the, no, like yeah, I jump but I in. like that though. I like, <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, yeah, to yeah. shoot, you know, just yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. banter and, yeah. and, and shoot ideas off you and then have you come back with an idea and then maybe we can make that one idea better. But right? I definitely well, shoot my really way in there a little bit more. Yeah. Well, that's good of you because I'm so defensive, I think, when, <laughs> when it comes, you know, to her and if, you know, if she were to hop in and like, it's not that I don't want to hear her ideas, but she just knows me so well that, you know, when the conversation's over, it's more like, hey, how can I emotionally support you as you're going through this? Because the stress, as you guys can imagine, as as you probably know yeah, from insane. having your own business, is that it's ups and downs and it's ups and downs. You go through a Kickstarter, you go through trying to raise money, you go through a patent phase, you go through production, you go through all these things. And she's just always blown my mind that she's just been there the whole time supporting me. How can I help? Hey, here are some things that I can do. Because her, you know, she works at the University of Utah now. She's from North Carolina. And I tell her all the time, like, but you're the ultimate Utah girl. You work at the U. You drive a Subaru. You got blonde hair and blue eyes. I'm like, you are Mrs. Utah. She's but, typecast. But I'm like, you're it's typecast. Done. When you come here, people are going to be asking you what your last name is. This is why, blah, 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 blah. But um, was her last name like Smith or something? No. <laughs> well, God, it's funny. Her That'd main her, her, her main name was Donner. Uh-huh. And so people assume like the Donner party and all this stuff. But um, Oh, wow. Yeah. But uh, to answer your question, she's been so unbelievably supportive. And she the whole time has just told me, you guys can do it. I know you can do it. Let me know where, when I can hop in. So that makes such a big difference. Oh my like, God. I mean, I know we've mentioned it oh, before yeah. in the podcast, sure. but having a supportive partner who can watch you go through the ups and downs sure. of creating something and starting a business, it's not easy. No, it's like not. it's really no, not it's easy not. at all. No, no. She, um, I mean, I, I, God, just thinking back in the Kickstarter phase. So we did a, Oh, I was going to say, so you guys did a Kickstarter to so, raise some money. So we did a Kickstarter, our entire idea. So kind of the phase is that we raised a little bit of money. Well, God, it's all relative, but we raised $50,000 through family and friends and then primarily through a venture capitalist that we met and who graciously took a chance on us. We used that money to, our first goal with cash was we want to obviously get the design going, but then we want to get a patent ASAP. Because we knew that once we had a patent, then we had intellectual property. We actually had something. Even if we didn't even have inventory, we knew that we had that. Well, $50,000 in the scheme and the ways of producing product will not go a very long way because patents are expensive, design process is expensive, and rightfully so because it takes a lot of work to do it. So we did a Kickstarter, and we always told ourselves a Kickstarter will be the validation to go and raise more money with a venture capitalist that can give us the capital that we need to to do bigger and better things. So we did a 45 day Kickstarter with a goal of $50,000, which maybe I'm off here, but I always typically see like an average first Kickstarter is maybe like five to 10 grand. Yeah. So to do 50 grand for an unknown product and unknown company, uh, and was, you guys were virtually unknown as well. I mean, it's not like you guys had this following no, 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 or, or we're no, on a podcast no, or a TV show. No, we didn't. No, so it, exactly. It, as much as I'd like to think that we didn't know. No, but we, you know what I mean? Like somebody no. like uh, somebody who already has, you know, like a, like a TV show or, sure, or somebody who's been they, on they, Shark Tank. Yeah, oh, so God, been, yeah. And then, yeah. then they come oh, out and try to raise money. It's like people know who they are. Nobody, oh, mm-hmm. well, who's cash? Right? Well, it must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It must be really nice. That would be nice. We had, we had our story. We had a great idea. We had a product. Uh, and at that time we were patent pending. So that's what we had. So we went into this. Um, and so to kind of get back to Carolyn, 45 days of just sitting there and watching this number, because what's crazy about a Kickstarter is that, you know, you go like this, you go like this, and then it tapers off. Oh yeah. It goes like this, it goes like this, and then it tapers off. And then what also the worst thing to ever happen on a Kickstarter, people can contribute money 
two days later, it'll say so and so has retracted their no their pre order. And so, God, you just sit there and you watch this number. You're like, we're getting there, we're getting there. And then the next day, it's like, boom, it drops off. And you're like, what the hell just happened? So to be sitting there, and I'm, I mean, I'll admit it right here, I am extremely sensitive. And I took it so personally. And to just be sitting there and Carolyn was just like, just stay positive. Keep your mindset positive. You guys are going to do this. We had an awesome video. I don't know if you guys have watched it. Our Kickstarter video, which I'd, I'd say in the whole aspect of this, if I had you know, advice to anyone. It's like pull every possible resource that you can in front of you. Uh, Dylan had a great network within Utah. Uh, Dylan is also a professional skier. He skis oh. uh, as an athlete for Ski Utah. Oh, wow. Uh, Sounds like I need to get him on a podcast. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Dylan will definitely be on here because he is, uh, uh, he's a fantastic skier. I, unless I was on here, I wouldn't say it to him that I'm still a better skier, but <laughs> Dylan reps, he goes really big. Uh, he skis really fast. Um, but anyway, so we had access in, you know, this network of people that, you know, had great cameras or things like this. And we did it all locally. And thank God that we have great and very good looking friends to create this video. So um, so we pulled all these resources together. But to get back to your question, um, 45 days of just watching this number go up and down. I think that we hit our $50,000 goal on day... God, it could have been 39, maybe 40. Oh, wow. Like really stressful. Really, right really stressful. And outside wow. of that, you know, I mean, God, like there's, you know, life is still going on. Were it's you not... sleeping at all? You probably no, weren't no, sleeping. You're no, anxious, no, man. No, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I try not to even say, you know, the uh, the A word, but yeah, there was a lot of anxiety going yeah, on. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, but I remember the night that we hit 50,000. Uh, I can vividly remember FaceTiming with Dylan and I'm crying and he's crying and my wife is crying. Because we've been doing it together. And then, of course, you know, our financial partners that were involved with us, you know, were very excited too. But, um, yeah, Carolyn kind of saw me through that entire thing. And, well, God, even today still sees me through all this. So she's amazing. She's unbelievable. So, you know. And she's a total babe. I want to so, back up. A, 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 <laughs> she is. I've seen pictures. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I want to back up just a little bit, especially before we completely run out of time too, is, is – uh, I think I asked you like what the products were and then somehow we got sidetracked because I know sure. we only talked about a cooler and a tailgate. Okay. Kind of like an, an elevator pitch. For- you, you have okay. about six I'll, different okay. items, right? You have okay. about six different items. All right. I'll try to stay focused. So Cash is our company. Um, you can go to cashtailgate.com to see mm-hmm. all of the products. We invented the world's first modular tailgate system. What the hell does that mean? Well, for years there have been basically bike pads mm-hmm. that go over the back of your tailgate. And what they're used for is to protect your tailgate from basically your bike, just resting on it and hitting it. And then you tie it down with Velcro or whatever they're using. Well, we wanted to design something that was going to be a lot more than that. So our patented idea, the modular tailgate system, the basis of it is the base camp pad. The base camp pad is a weatherproof tailgate pad that features a locking carabiner so the big thing with everything else on the market right now is that you basically tie it over and then it's got straps and then you cinch it down and then that's it. You walk away, you throw your bikes over it. Well, that can just, I mean, you can go and look at our videos. We just made a pretty good video about how to cut them off and stuff like that. But uh, but we invented one and it's actually now patented um, is that a, um, a strap runs through the bottom. There's three of them, but the one in the center has a steel wire beaded cable. So you lock that down and then there is a carabiner with a three digit combo so no one can just take it off the back of your truck. So from there, another big problem is that, you know, you go out and you buy, whether it's a $20,000 truck or a $70,000 one, is that you have a backup camera, you spend all this money on, and it just gets blocked. 
So we invented on the exterior where there's basically this raised up material. It's called thermoforming. It takes a long process. No one else is using it. Um, but it basically pushes the stanchion, which is like the shocks, you know, pushes it away from your truck and then also keeps it open so that you can still use your backup camera. As that then comes down on the inside, going back to the molly webbing, um, you have these interchangeable uh, accessory products. So we have the lounger chair and the Jeffrey cooler. So if you were to order the base camp system, you'd get the base camp pad, which is the pad that goes over the back of the tailgate. And then on the inside, you would get two lounger chairs and then a Jeffrey cooler. And the lounger chair is great because for years, you know, we've seen basically just like the stadium chair go unchanged. You know, you go and you buy it at a big retailer, 10, 15 bucks. And it's basically just like a big cushion that you sit on. We invented one that not only locks into the back of the truck, but then you can take it off. It has a really great tote handle. The back of it, as it's folded down, has this wonderful mesh pocket with a zipper on it. The inside of it has aluminum rods, so you have great support on your back. Totally weatherproof, you know. So right now, basically, bike pads, it's like, well, it's my bike pad. And then once bike season's over, I take it off and I throw it in the garage. Well, ours is awesome because we're not going to stop sitting on the back of our truck. We want to go skiing. You know, I lived in North Carolina for a long time. People are going duck hunting. They're going to their kids' soccer game. You're using your truck in all these different ways, and we didn't just want to limit it just to bikes and certainly not just to people in Utah. So you have that. You can take it inside of uh, your college tailgate game, whatever you're doing. Uh, and then the Jeffrey Cooler, again, designed and named after our dad. It's wonderful because for years we'd go to the bottom of Big Cottonwood, and there's a 7-Eleven right there. We'd grab you know, beers and ice or whatever. You'd have to take your cooler out. you got to get out of the back of the truck. you got to do all this. Well, ours is awesome because not only it has a messenger strap so you can carry it, but as the tailgate is up, there's a flap that you basically just open up, you throw ice in it, you've got uh, your beers and everything, and it just goes in there nice and easy. And bikes can still fit over it, which is fantastic. Um, and so you have all those three accessories on the inside. And then the other, probably the biggest thing that's separating us from all of this is that there is what we call a utility strap. So right now, if you were to have any other brand besides ours, you throw it in, you tie down your bike with a piece of Velcro. Our utility strap enables you to put not only your bike, your ladder, your kayak, your two by fours, whatever you need to throw over the back of your truck and then cinch down, you now can do it. So we had this idea of a bike pad that every other brand out there has. We now created a tailgate accessory. I love it when we have customers that order it. I One of the most vivid customers that I remember is we had this soccer mom. I don't call her a soccer mom, whatever. She had kids that played soccer. I have this pickup and she goes, I don't even know what a bike pad is, but my kids are going to love this because then after they get done, they can jump in the back. I can put all the snacks and everything and we're just going to hang out. And I love yeah. that because we really didn't, we created something that's not a bike pad. It's a modular tailgate system that anyone and everyone can use. Well, and when I saw it, I was like, this would be amazing for like drive-in movies. Drive -in? Oh my like, God. Perfect. D Dylan, what's the drive-in movie on Redwood? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, well, I think it's just it? Redwood, Redwood Road. Redwood, Redwood, Redwood Road, Road yeah. whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. So Dylan, I wish he would have gotten stories for content, but um, he had told me a story that him, uh, him and a friend went down there and they had some drinks and then he goes, yeah, we actually ended up passing out the back of the truck, but you know, they were, <laughs> they were sitting in, in, in our product, loving it, you know, and, and actually using it. So that's um, cool, man. Yeah. So you don't even have to bike to, to buy your product. That is ultimately multi-purpose. Yeah. And it was great because we got all the snow this week and it's just another reason that, you know, it fell on it and, um, you know, it's fully waterproof. You don't have to worry about that. It holds up amazing against the sun. If you go and look at the videos on our Instagram right now, I don't know if you saw them, but we literally poured oh yeah yeah on your we, instagram we, we yeah, poured yeah. the wd-40 on it and then lit ours on fire for 15 seconds and then blew it out and nothing happened to it 
we did it to our number one uh, competitors, Pat, and let's just say it didn't work out so well. So, um, <laughs> so it'll definitely hold up against the sun, weather, really anything that you need. Are there improvements? Absolutely. But um, we're really excited with our first generation product. Can you buy any of them locally or anywhere or is it all just online? So no. So we, uh, so locally we have an awesome, uh, we have two great retailers right now. We have Biker's Edge up in Kaysville, which uh, we're really excited about. They have product. And then on the other side, down in Utah County, we have Truck Fellas, which is a basically an automotive accessory company. Um, they do lift kits and everything like that. So Biker's Edge in Kaysville. Um, and then we have truck fellows down in Orem and uh, we're building out our uh, local dealers, but that's what we have now. And then, yes, you can absolutely go to our website. Um, we have free shipping, uh, within the United States. And if honestly, if you're within Utah, you are going to see Dylan or I show up with the product in hand. So do you hand deliver sometimes? Like if people order locally? Oh yeah. Every single one. I've always thought about every single one. And it's so cool because I people don't expect it, right? No, they don't expect it. And one of the coolest things is the other day, uh, I can't remember. I was in a bike shop or something and you know, I'm going around myself, you know, trying to open up dealers and stuff, but I was in there and, um, I wasn't delivering, but I was just presenting and this, and this girl looks at me and she goes, you're the guy from the cash page. And I said, you know, like, you know, I don't care about me, but, you know, I was like, you know us? And she's like, yeah, like, I've been following you. And it was so cool because I'm like, local, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing this. You're a celebrity. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I think that my golden retriever is much more of a celebrity than I. Will you sign this piece of paper? No. Make it out to Chris? Yes, I would. No. What would you, okay, so what would you tell somebody? Right now that you've done all this, do you have like a piece of advice, one or two pieces of generic advice that you could give anybody that might be starting a business, right? Like, I'm sure there's something you've learned over the last few years. I would say stay very positive. Um, It doesn't mean be naive to the challenges, but admit, say out loud what you want to do. Try to surround yourself with as much positivity. Maybe this sounds cliche, but it's real, you know? You know no, it's, yeah. You wake up in the morning and you go, I'm going to feel like shit. <laughs> I would be hard pressed to find out if you didn't have a really bad day. Because if that's the first thing out of your mouth, but you know, if you wake up and you're like, it's going to be great, I'm going to go for it. We're going to overcome challenges. Surround yourself with people um, that, uh, that have done this as much as you possibly can. Ask questions, read as many books, listen to awesome podcasts like this. And I mean that because, you know, I, I learned a lot from uh, listening to Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, uh, the guy that started Nike, you know, whether it's starting Nike or, you know, working at Oakley, everyone started doing the same thing. They had an idea, unless, you know, you have a nice tr- trust fund to land on. Most people are starting with an idea and they don't have enough capital to, to get it going, but you grind, you work as hard as you possibly can. And uh, if you also have a brother that you can really trust and, and grind with, it's it makes it a lot of fun. I could imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Libsyn. You know, I know we have a lot of listeners listening right now, and you are thinking of starting your very own podcast. How do I know? It's because you're emailing me. You're asking, Chris, how do I start a podcast? Give me some tips. Give me some tricks. Well, if you or someone you know, if you're in the process of starting a podcast and you are looking for truly the best podcast audio host out there, go check out Libsyn.com. We've been using Libsyn to host I Am Salt Lake podcast for over seven years now, and I know that I truly could not be more happy with their service. They make it super easy to set up, and they make it super easy to get your podcast routed to all the podcast players out there like Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts. I am Salt Lake Podcast listeners. Listen up. 
we created a promo code just for you to use, Salt Lake. If you use this promo code at checkout at Libsyn.com, you'll get the rest of this month and all of next month a free podcast audio hosting at Libsyn.com. That's spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N, Libsyn.com. Use that promo code Salt Lake, all one word, and you'll get the rest of this month and all of next month a free podcast audio hosting. Go check it out. I think you'll like it. And you're going to send me an email and say, Chris, thanks for the tip. Thanks for the suggestion. And many thanks to Libsyn for their support of this podcast. Let's switch gears to Salt Lake City a little bit. We have some Salt Lake City questions, and I know you know these probably already if you've listened to the show. We all have family and friends, right? They visit Salt Lake. They come to town, and they're like, show me around. Where do, where do you? T- I would imagine skiing if it's wintertime. Yeah, so uh, so I real life uh, experience. So I my wife's from North Carolina. Uh, her folks are not from Utah, which is awesome. So I've done this a number of times now, and I call it the Utah tour. Um, so depending on what people are into, obviously, you know, for anyone that's never been to Utah. Um, let's say this time of year, because I know it depends on whether it's summer or winter, right? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, well, um, I don't know if that messes up what you no, were going to no, say. No, no, no. So, I'm, I mean, la- this time last year, uh, I had a lot of uh, family coming in town because our son was just about to be born. Um, and my lovely wife, she was like, yeah, it's just still, you know, she was like two weeks out. But if someone were to come in town, I would absolutely take them on a hike. I would take them up to Bell Canyon, just do the lower lake because it's like, what, a little over a mile in. It's enough for someone who's never seen Utah to be like, oh my gosh. And if you're from here, you're like, yeah, it's just lower bells. But to someone who's never seen that before, <laughs> you know, like I took my wife here, you know, she's from North Carolina. The first time out here, I took her up there. She's blown away. And you don't realize how amazing it is until, until you, you go there. Until you go there or you've left and you come back, you're like, oh my God, like this is like in our backyard. Yeah. I would do Bells Canyon. If we're talking about hiking, go and do Park City Main Street. I don't care if you're into it or not. Take them up to. Uh, the Olympics, you know, show them that. I took them last year. We went up and we watched, uh, you know, we, we did the skeleton. We were watching them do that. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's right in our backyard. It's literally right there. Food? You want to know food? Yeah, well, yeah, some favorite right. local mm. eating so, spots. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, uh, you know, everyone's much cooler than me if they live down in Sugar House. And I lived in Sugar House for a while. I thought it was cool, but uh, I'm going to plug uh, Conwood Heights because that's where we live and yeah. where cash is based. Carl's Cafe. Okay. You know anything about it? I don't. Okay, no, good. tell me about okay. it. We should try it. It sounds like, it sounds like a, a place I need to go to. So so Carl's Cafe, you will likely see Dylan and I are there for breakfast. That's kind of like our Friday early morning cash meeting spot. Cash, oh, it's funny. So cash only, so you know it's good that way. Um, but uh, but they do amazing breakfast and an unbelievable BLT. So that's just off of Fort Union and like 2300 East, Hogs Wallow. You know, and then uh, if you're looking, uh, you know, for your lady to do something fun, obviously Tuscany restaurants are yeah. lovely as well. So Ooh. very nice. It's very nice. Or Franks nice. right there. Save right? up. Franks, <laughs> Franks, yeah, save up. And if you don't want to save up and do something great, so this is really cool. So people that, you know, want, here's the ultimate. If you have someone that coming in from out of town and you don't want to spend a lot of money, but you want to blow their mind, take them to Snowbird, walk them around the tram deck, and then take them right down into the tram club. Which you can get a beer and a shot for five bucks. Oh, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's a lot of fun, you know, because uh, you know it's something that they've never seen, and Snowbird's amazing. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, would you change anything about Salt Lake City if you could? What I would change, if I could change anything, I would hope that anyone that's been here for too long, if they start complaining about it, go somewhere else and come back because it's unbelievable. You know, people talk about traffic, and yes, like I left here for almost ten years. 
And then I came back and be like, the traffic. I'm like, I know it's not it's great. <laughs> I, I know well, it's not, it's not, that I know it's it's not, not great, bad. but like I lived in Chicago for two and a half years and I'm like, this it's, is, this is nothing. This is unbelievable, you know? And like the real estate, I know it's getting more expensive, but it's still not that bad. So if I were to change anything, you know, carpool more up the canyons, it's the basics. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, maybe you know. our perspective and the fact the that we should be really we should be very thankful we, we should be extremely thankful i like that um and um that's yeah so maybe that's a cliche answer too but that's all i got where do you see cash in the next 5 to 10 years where do you see this quick vision quick vision or um, long i don't care. so we've <laughs> actually had inventory and been selling since about august 1st from august 1st to what is it december 2nd yes Yes. It's exploded and really started to take off. And I don't think I'll ever be overall pleased with sales, but I see us continuing to grow. I see us beginning to getting into collegiate licensing to where you pull up into the U tailgate uh, scene and you see the University of Utah on the back of our tailgate pads. I see just overall growth. Um, I do. We are developing products to extend our accessory line. I see different sizes of our tailgate pads that we can, you know, maybe adhere to needs or wants of other people. Um, but growth with accessories, collegiate licensing, professional sports licensing. Uh, I see us adding on more people to our team, nonprofit um, to where we start to give back in different ways, which we're really, really excited to do. Yeah. Just being able to give back to a Utah community with a Utah company is uh, an unbelievable opportunity and we're really excited about it very cool i've had a heck of a conversation with you man thank you so i am much. so i am thank so you. glad that you reached out thank you so glad to bring you in i know we just skim the surface really on everything right yeah. like i know yeah. i know we can get into depth but i really i mean and i say this let's let's catch up down the road come back on maybe you. you know your brother i'd love to talk to him about his yeah. angles of the company yes. and skiing i mean you threw that yeah, out i was yeah, like well yeah, we yeah. gotta have a yeah gotta have dylan skier. green on gotta have more <laughs> so <laughs> but uh, is there anything that you were like I, I really want to talk about this or, I mean, I, before we completely wrap this up, I mean, I'm going to, you know, the websites and you're on social media, but I sure. didn't know if there was like a product or something you really wanted to make sure we talk about a little, um, not, not that there should be, but maybe. No. Can I, can I like drop like a like, shout outs? I don't know, man. Shout outs. I don't, I mean, can I drop a discount code? Can yeah, I say man, that? Okay. Okay. Please do, man. Yeah. Let's take so, care of my listeners. Yeah. Man. yeah. Let's, so, uh, so Utah listeners, uh, what Dylan and I are going to offer you guys any, um, well, well now any, we do have some listeners out of state, out of state. So I was just about to say in state, out of state, if you're listening to this, it means that you really like Utah. And it means that we really like you. So we're going to offer you guys 25% off. Whoa. I might buy one. And free shipping. Well, you guys are, yeah. <laughs> yes, we're going to take care of you guys. Yeah. 25% uh, off and free shipping. We're going to set up a code for you guys. Uh, the code is going to be. Uh, I find something easy, like even SLC or or a podcast. I was going to do IMSL25. That could work. The only the only problem with that is some people put spaces there. Okay, yeah. cool. Like I A M or I M? I A M S L okay. 25. I, Perfect. And I'll put that at IamSaltLake.com with this episode yes. too. I'll put it up there so you can see the actual uh, letters written out. You know, For anyone listening, I A M S L will get you 25% off and free shipping. Okay. And if you're in Salt Lake, don't Chances. be surprised. Very, very uh, well, Dylan and I will You're going to have up. a celebrity show up on yes. your doorstep. And yes. when he shows up, 
remind him how awesome he was on the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, can I do one more? Please, you can um, do five so, more if you want. Okay, so uh, so Dylan and I are really excited to offer what no one else really within the industry does is that uh, we work with a local company called Offside. Uh, okay. They do screen printing. Yeah. Any, let's just say you have a race team, you got a local shop. We're obviously looking for any and all dealers that we want to work with locally. We love working with local shops, um, but we can do custom print on the back of it, on the back of the tailgate. Pack. Okay. So, you know, if you're, I don't know, South Mountain, Mountain Bike Club, Federal Heights, you got a high school team, whatever it is, unless it's, you know, collegiate, we can put your logo on the back and we offer that. Can you put I am Salt Lake podcast? You right? can put I am Salt Lake, but you podcast. can't put like logos, like NFL logos, or none of or that. Anything that's licensed, none yeah. of that. Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah. if you have a shop, yeah, it's your logo. You can put it on the back of it. That is really rare. And you're gonna have it printed right here, just up in Murray again at Offside, and we've been doing them, and we continue to do them. So. Uh, I love doing that because it is personal and um, it's your product. So we want you to like it. And if they wanted to do that, reach out to you. Reach out to us. What's the website? So the website is www.cachetailgate.com. Awesome. And Absolutely. then you're on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Instagram. Uh, so Instagram, it's at cash, C-A-C-H-E. Uh, on Facebook, we're going to be at trust cash, just trust and then C-A-C-H-E. And uh, you'll be able to find us there. Twitter, no Twitter, or? no Twitter, not yet. Oh. But yeah, we uh, we 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 just hired um a uh, an intern, so maybe uh, that'll be on the list. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Twitter's right an on. interesting breed. Twitter, you know? is, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. more for like geeks and computer people. It's more like a news channel. Yeah, sure. yeah but we're yeah. geeks and we yeah. like news, yeah, sure, so maybe sure. we should get on there. Chrissy has a right final on. question that she uh, will ask you. If there's nothing else, I'm going to let her. Indeed, have the have the, have the <laughs> I microphone. I always feel like it's like this ultimate moment ah, and then I, anyway. just the way we end the show out really it's nothing <laughs> so if you could leave our listeners with one piece of life advice or a motto that you live by what would it be i'm very big on positive believing and positive confession i genuinely believe you know you want to say something stupid like i believe that i can fly get a clue but i mean that you know you wake up in the morning try to get your mindset as positive as you possibly can it doesn't you know, positivity and all of that without action doesn't mean anything. But if you want to have success, I have seen in my own personal life and in others, you admit it, you live it, and you just walk out on it. And you also bust your ass. <laughs> Very high likelihood it's going to work out. All right. Many thanks again to Tyler Green for joining us on this episode. All of the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode's show notes right on our website, which can be found at IamSaltLake.com slash 413, and that's for episode 413. Support for I Am Salt Lake comes from KRCL 90.9, amplifying community voices since 1979. This listener-supported music discovery station covers everything from reggae and punk rock to local grassroots activism. Listen today at 90.9 FM or online at krcl.org. Man, I love KRCL. Aren't they great? I really do love them. It's one of my favorite stations. When I do venture over into the radio <laughs> world, which is which is rare. They but always I, have something good on. I want to do weekly recommendations, though. We haven't done it for a few weeks, and we got some good recommendations. I actually wanted to uh, recommend this last week that we didn't have an episode. Molly and the Mineshaft. We had them back on the podcast Gosh, you would think I would be better and I would have had in the, the episode. In the 200s. was in the 200s. I'll put the link in the show notes for mm -hmm. this. Uh, Molly and the Mind Shaft, great band. They actually played our wedding. And uh, we got to go see a Christmas concert of theirs down in Provo, which was really awesome. But I think, I think that might have been what caused me to lose my voice. Like there was some allergies. <laughs> there was like some allergen in the air, but, but it was worth it. If you get a chance ever 
to see Molly and the Mineshaft live. Great live band. If you mm-hmm. get a chance, like next Christmas, if you're listening to this, to go down to Provo to check them out, it's worth it. It's, it's yeah, they it. do a free Christmas thing every yeah, year. It's worth that drive. It's so good to go down to go down to Utah County. But uh, <laughs> so Molly and the Mineshaft, what's your recommendation, Chrissy? This week, I want to recommend volunteering at the Utah Food Bank. You can check them out at utahfoodbank.org. They have so many different volunteer opportunities. You can help deliver food. You can help, uh, you know, organize food. And even for little kids, you can have little kids decorate the boxes that they deliver the food in so everybody can do something. You know, when I get listeners all the time that are moving to Salt Lake City and they're like, hey, we just want to volunteer. So there, take advantage of that information with the Utah Food Bank. And that's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget to show your support for this podcast by supporting our show sponsors, KRCL, Market Source Real Estate, and Libsyn. You can also easily support the podcast by sharing your favorite episodes with your family and friends right on social media. It's really easy to do. Find all your previous episodes right on our website. You can find that at IamSaltLake.com. And you can also support the podcast by becoming a Patreon supporter. Really easy to do by going to patreon.com slash I am Salt Lake. It's like an ongoing Kickstarter where even $1, $2 a month, it, it helped go a long ways uh, with keeping this podcast going. Hey, you guys have a great week. Always remember to support local whenever possible. Have a fun and safe New Year's. Spend time with those you love this week. And we'll see you right here next week on the next episode. And good night, Grammy. 